Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Still in the basement, no longer alone, with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Punch in the basement, see, that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show. Which you wanted to rest. Yeah. Punch in the basement. Which you wanted to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway, no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway, all I want is though, Jay. You can send me some cologne, cause I mean, oh, you know. Yeah. Just in case I should meet Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh god. Okay, Doki, man, whatever you say. Time, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just do this. What's up, everybody? Hello.
For those of you who don't know,
Just my personal opinion. Um, and let's be clear that the views, information, or opinions expressed during Brunch in the Basement series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of WJBR Internet. In my estimation, as I was saying, she did not get credit. I don't think enough credit for those powerful high notes, those long-lasting, those 
see, LaBelle was, oh, oh my God, like one of the best groups ever. And that song was my favorite, I mm. think, of all um, LaBelle songs. Oh. Um, Wait. One of my favorites. I mean, they're all, you know, come on. Um, yeah. Nona writing. Nasty Nona. Sarah on those high notes, but strong. Vo- I mean, oh, like, but, but, but high and strong and powerful. You don't get a lot of that. And then, obviously, Patti LaBelle with the straight up funk. And, yeah. and, and, and anything she brings to a song. I mean, the soul. When I say the funk, I mean the soul and the, the something. I, I mean... It, the harmonies. Yeah, just amazing. And, you know, not for nothing, the things that um, Ms. Dash did on her own as a soloist um, mm-hmm. and working with... Um, oh, I can't even think of his name right now, damn it. Keith Richards? Yeah, yes, Keith Richards. Um Rolling Stones. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, the expensive winos was the name of the group, and um, her her solo um career with Cinnamon and um Hold On, which I just played, and when I I had spoken with uh I can't remember anybody's name right now. This is really bad. Uh, what is her name? She was on the show, Chocolate. The song is free. Do it, do. I can't. Oh my God, she can. Oh, Ultra Love Yes, yes. Um, and you know, she one of her favorite favorite songs is "Hold On," and you know, she she still has some things going on where she's a DJ actually, and um, you know, she rocks she rocks that all the time, and um, you know, it's it's. It's something. So, um, also, you know, Miss Dash, <sighs> she was a friend. She, I, I, there's not many people I consider to be friends. And, um, you know, I was scrolling through some of our text messages and just recalling some of the, the telephone conversations that I've had with her, which, by the way, went on and on forever. Like, I, I'm very loquacious. I can speak. I can talk. But with Miss Dash, I could just listen for hours. I don't know, you know, people may or may not know this, but I live in central New Jersey. And at one point, um, it's been maybe six or seven years at this point, but I used to work in the Bronx. So my commute was like two hours one way. Oftentimes in the morning, in the early morning, I would call Miss Dash or she would call me and she would talk to me that whole commute about everything. Like anything and everything from whatever was going on politically at the time to how she was feeling, how am I feeling? Well, not really. Well, yeah, a little bit about how I'm feeling. Aliens, love, religion, space monkeys, it's just like, you know, um, just everything. And um, I, I, I was so happy one day just to see that, you know, the, the world is opening up a little bit and she was finding herself back on stage. I know um, 
she was looking forward to doing some some new things with um, Patti LaBelle and Nona Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she just performed at a private event in Jersey, um, which she was very excited about that. And mm-hmm. she was on stage with Patti, and then two days later, she was gone. But there's, for me, two sides of that. On the one on one side, I want to say that um, it's, I was shocked and, and, you know, heartbroken. But on the other side of that is um, that she lived and had opportunity to do the things that she loved up until the end. And for that, I am grateful because she was really, really a sweet spirit, a good, good person, just in my opinion, just a person. And I know she was good to me and she was supportive of me and gave me ideas and was somebody I could talk to. And again, um, you know, I never forget when, when people do things for me, you know, um, have my back, so to speak, or um, say yes, you know, um, because so many people want to say no, talk about you, you know, tell you what you can't do, what you'll never do, and how ridiculous your idea is as opposed to, you know, showing you how you can get better, you know, or saying, okay, you know, um, I can't do it, but here's somebody who can, or um, or even if, if they have to say no, say it in such a way that you realize, oh, they just can't do it, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. You know, some people, you know, people, the way we treat one another is not always right. And, um, you know, I'm saying this to say that, you know, I, I make no bones about the fact that Miss Melba Moore was the very first yes I got on Miss um, Dash was not long after. And she was like the second big yes for me, big, you know, and, and that that makes makes a difference to me. And, um she said yes numerous times, all the time, and um, just yes. our, yeah, our conversation. I have some things that I wanted, I, but I feel like we need to do because she was because she was instrumental to this show. I feel like her and Archbishop Bean. I, I feel like I really should put something more elaborate together to to honor them because they were a part of this show, you know. And like you you had mentioned and like um, Pop mentions, and I know I'm just rambling, but I just got to get it out. I'm sorry. Um, we we were able to give them flowers while they were here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like I wanna I wanna create a show to honor them because uh, yeah right because they they were a part of this show I mean there are other legends that mm-hmm. we've recently lost and you know they're all missed they're mm-hmm. all missed thank you Queen hugs and squeezes to you too love. And, you know, that being said, um, Loretta, I just want to thank you if I've not 
thanked you publicly. Um, the first time that you, Therese, and, and Mo, when y'all came on the show as a couple, I believe that was the first time um, Loretta listened in. And that was like 2015 or something like that, that y'all came in just as guests. Mm-hmm. But Loretta never stopped listening. She went, she would call in on just about every show, whether I had guests or didn't have guests when it was just a podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that means something to me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for your ongoing support. I would see her at every concert back then, you know, when we yep. were at concerts. Mm-hmm. She was yep. always there. You know, I just, you know, that those things mean something to me. Support yeah. and, and pure love, man. Yeah, she's a, she's an amazing spirit, you know, and a good time. She's funny as I don't know, you know, all get out. And we've actually hung out in real life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there, I, some, I, I, I make the distinction because, you know, there's some folks that you know online and have been a support, you know, right, or that right. you meet online. And, you know, and I say that because for me, online was such, such a non-reality world for me, you know. Um, thank you. It, it was such a non-reality. So meaning people that you chat with online, unless there's somebody that's this consistent, you know, and always shows up in your space to ask questions respectfully, of course, um, that's one thing. But it's still not, it's virtual, you know. When you break that fourth, that fourth wall, if you will, um, and people that you actually, you know, can give a hug to, because I'm a hugger, and that's the worst thing about this whole climate now is that, you know, I've, I've resorted to fist bumps, and, you know, unless I know it's completely safe to do that, but, you know, I'm a, um, I'm a hugger, and she, you know, I've hugged her, you know, in real life, you know, and, and hung out, and, uh, yeah, she's a, she's a beautiful spirit. Just what you see, just how she shows up is how she shows up, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I wanna I wanted to say something also about, you know, um Miss Dash as it relates to um just your time here on this planet, right? And sometimes to go to peaceful places in your spirit when someone um when something uh happens, like deaths or, you know, um you know, I, I resort, you know, in your in a quiet space you know, just so that, you know, I, I just need to grieve it out, you know, and, you know, and then remind myself, you know, of what I believe in terms of God picking the best fruit, whether I understand it or not. Some 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 understandings takes me a minute, you know, uh, takes the human side of me a minute. But it's, um, you know, as of late, like this week, the last two weeks, I should say, back to back to back to back. And, um. It reminds me of that dash in the middle, right? You know, and we spend so much time here and, you know, um, we spend so much time here focused on things and, and, and assessing where we are and we lose, not all of us, but we need to be reminded at times. I'm trying to choose my words very carefully here. Um, about living and the only thing we're really here for is to learn how to love one another. So if your mission finds you off that square, try to get back on that square, you know. Um, and sometimes it's challenging. They get it, but, you know, according to what Scripture says, God loves 
us, and he just wants us to love each other as as he loves us, right? So regardless of where you believe, somewhere along the line, there's each doctrine that lands somewhere in that, you know. Um, I'm not a religious person. I'm more of a spiritual person. Um, but I do believe that, you know, we're here to get it right. And um, it, we're going to be doing this thing until we get it right, you know. And there are certain spirits that come here that are only supposed to be with us for a very short minute. But their impact is so heavy, you know, because it's supposed to jar you into something, you know. like. And it's funny because today in my sister group, a text was sent out, right? And it was along those same lines with uh, today or yesterday, but I remember seeing something along the same lines that I was thinking about how, you know, people are here for a season, a reason, and they're here to teach you something, a lesson or a blessing, you know? And um, and both are blessings, even the lessons, because you can learn a lot about yourself. But just, you know, we all have a birth date, and we're going to all inevitably have a death date. Right? And neither one of those we were in control of. <laughs> you know? But we are control of what is in between that dash. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and how we do each other, how we treat each other, like you just said. I mean, truer words could not have been spoken there. Um, you know, and just having a little more compassion for one another in these times right now because it is it is real out there and a lot of people are suffering and uh depressed or anxious which is equally as bad as depression when you're over anxious and worried about things, you know, and, you know, yeah. And, and, and if, and if you need help, like say, like, thank you, queen. Damn, this pandemic got me shook. Yeah, it does. It has a lot of people shook, you know, and, and they don't seem to have, and, and for, I don't know, and for, we haven't been this out of control in a minute, you know, but I would like to just share, um, for those who are feeling anxiety, you know, Censoring yourself in a quiet space and shutting down like um, things like social media and the news and things like that helps, you know, and reaching out to some people that you feel like may have a little more leg space than you that can share a little of that and pull you back in. And if it's really, really bad, please seek out professional help because people are here to help, you know. Um, but other than that, try, try your steps, whether it's your pastors, whatever it is that can keep you in a space. And give, yourself, and give yourself permission to have sabbaticals on social media, you know? Exactly. Exactly, Queen. You know, just give yourself, a, give yourself a minute. Give yourself permission to have a minute. You know, and do something super silly that you love that ain't got nothing to do with nobody. And then ask people to say, listen, I'm taking a, taking a break right now. I don't want to listen to Biden shit. I don't want to. I want to go searching for Kamala Harris. I don't want to go do any of that stuff. You know. Exactly. Sometimes. Go ahead, baby. No, I was just gonna say I am so off the grid right now politically. I don't give a shit. Excuse me. Um, that which is you know in today's climate a very dangerous um, way to feel. But sometimes you have to take your your foot off the pedal and um, you know take take the brakes for a minute and just stop. You know, you got to give yourself a break. Um, You know, from 2016 on, I Mm -hmm. was, I became a political junkie because of all the shenanigans that were going on day after day after day. And I felt like I had to know everything, see something terrible was coming. 
and you know I mm. and and there were a lot of terrible things happening and people just weren't as upset as I thought they should be. I think maybe there was one or two other people that I was speaking to regularly who was like keeping up with that stuff like like I was and we were uh, uh, you know mm. and and you know it seems like when things kind of started to explode sometime last year everybody started saying what the hell what the hell and I'm like I already have fatigue over this shit <laughs> you know it's just like you know like I'm I'm done like okay this is what it is this is even though this is a terrible time and it has been you know mm-hmm. this is not the worst of what I imagined was going to happen based on the shit that was happening, that it, that was coming up. And, and for me, there's, there's clearly shenanigans, politics, politicians are always going to be crooked, sideways, every single one of them. I don't give a shit who they are, what party they're representing or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some shenanigans and some stuff. However, my thing is, right now, it don't look like we in the, we going towards where we were going before. Well, I don't know where we were going before, because well, quite frankly, it's it's quite frankly like again, I'm about to put. It, it, I just feel like, and I'm not going to even say dupe because I didn't for me to feel dupe that would have meant that I had an expectation. What I had was a charged um, hope that, and I, and I felt like I was pressed against a desperate situation when you had that former guy in the office. Exactly. My was like anybody but him. But, but you know, and, and what I listened to, because, you know, like I scrutinized the campaign trail and all the stuff that folks are promising. And where can you go and say a whole lot of things to a whole lot of people and just not, not follow through on any of it? And, you know, and, and, you know, we were excited because I, I think that we need to get over the excitement of, of having people that look like us in those spaces because, you know, look, people who look like us can be bought too, you know, and to go from one space and like, yeah, right now, I really, I really have a sting with, with uh, Madam Vice President because I think she's full of shit, you know, and, and it's like you go from particularly around the way that they're handling these Haitians right now. Um, and and versus Afghanistan versus whatever else, and you mean to tell me that you didn't know you had the good old boys at the border uh, uh, patrol? Come on, man! And then you get these images, and you always, 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 always need more context when it comes down to. And you went from saying on her platform, and I and I watched it, I heard it, so it's not like a sound bite. It's not like I'm I'm paraphrasing anything. Part of her disgust, allegedly when she ran was the way that the, the um, uh, immigration policies and, and, and the, um, Trump's wall and the whole bit, she was disgusted by that. And how could you do blah, blah, blah. And then you flip the script when you're sitting in the seat talking about don't come. No, don't come here. No. And it's like, if you're not going to say, if you're saying don't come based on COVID or whatever else you're saying don't come about, then it's across the board. How do some get Airbnbs and welcome committees and others get whips and horses? 
That, like you can't make that, that make whole, sense. No, that no. whole that whole thing is fucked up. And again, I am over it. I'm not over that. Like that that's terrible. And it's it's just as it's just as bad as when they had those those children living in in the goddamn cage it's, it's, and and women coming over and they they giving them forced um hysterectomies you know just a whole bunch of craziness america is not you know but but Come my, on. my thing is this my thing is this <laughs> if tension more tension now right so then Find out who it is that you want to be the president or whatever and and do whatever is necessary to get those people in because there's always going to be a government. There's always going to be a government. And all the people, in my opinion, all of them, I don't, you know, nobody, they all are full of shit. All of them. So, so to me, I mean, that's just that's just my personal opinion. Yes. You know, because there's always going to be in some area where they do really well, and there's going to be some things that's gonna that's gonna show that yo. But what? Ha- but what about that? So I'm oh. looking for the really well. I'm looking for the I'm looking for the balance. This is a Libra okay. in me. So, so, so the really well came in what I saw before again. What did you see? What I saw was her standing up for the LGBT community. What I saw was two Where? Gay, two gay men mm-hmm. trying to get their marriage license mm-hmm. and the um city clerk or whatever denying their license. Correct. Their attorney getting her on the phone, her calling the manager or the head at that city clerk's office and telling him, Get them their shit now. And those two men walked out with their with their marriage license that day. So for me, those things mean something to me when it's on a personal level. Also, her making those congressmen tremble. Those those white Republican um, misogynistic with those crooked ass laws sitting there on the dais as the one black woman shutting them down, shutting them the fuck down when they needed to be. I, I watched many, many hearings and so forth and so on. And those people, the things that they were trying to do is basically put us back in shackles. And she was asking them straight up questions and they were like, but and she was like, no, answer the question. I, can I have my time back? Answer the question. Well, you're pressuring me. I'm just asking you a question. And and yes, yes, those things for me because nobody else was doing it. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was doing it, and that that was like okay at in a time during the time that we needed that. And sure, there's some shit that she's not doing right now. Fine. I look if 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 I can't um, recall right now the specifics because my head is really not there of what what she was fighting for in those um instances it's like it's like that saying um you may not remember what someone said but you remember how they made you feel mhm so in those moments when i was for the last for for those for those for that period of time from 2016 
Mm-hmm. She was one. Her, um, what's her name? Jesus, can't think of anybody freaking. Why her name is um, black congresswoman that Maxine. Yes, yes, Maxine Waters, Cory Booker, um, Adam Schiff. They were they were they were coming up and and so, so, so swell well something like that whatever the hell his name is I can't think of him anyway they were all combating the the shenanigans I mean clear open just things that if 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 those things would have would have continued to be allowed for example mm-hmm. like the way they are trying to shift the voting laws if they don't if they don't do something about that now then there's not going to be any. Let me tell you something. There, first of all, and 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 that's what I'm talking about. And it's going to take far more from. See, you know, I, I um I've I've served in many directorships and where you have a staff underneath you, right? You have a staff that you work with, and I would always say to my staff. Any of the issues from your, you know, your, the people that you supervise lands on my desk. I'm going to make an assumption. I'm going to make an assumption before I even read it that this is something that could not be cured down the line. Same thing what I, what I would call about leapfrogging, say about leapfrogging. When people come to, um, uh, as a director, when someone came to me first before going to their supervisor, I would allow their supervisors to do what they're being paid to do you know, and to do, and, and, and for the purpose of the, um, and I've had some pushback with that. I'm just being completely transparent. And one person comes to mind in particular, love him as I did, because he, he made me work, you know, and I appreciated him for that because I had to, because he was the only one saying, no, you know, you know, I have issues with him and blah, 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 right? I said, well, we sat down and we had a whole hour and a half you know, he ate some of my day trying to talk to him about why it's important that he does that. Um, and just because you like me does not necessarily mean I'm the best person to handle this. Mm-hmm. Okay? And when you just described Kamala calling and saying, get them that now, that to me is like shooting a, an ant with an elephant gun, you know? And of course she's going to win that battle. You know, that, that's, that to me is like, because technically what she should have done is called the admin, I mean, not even called, she should have uh, uh, changed the policy or made sure that that doesn't just happen to them, doesn't happen to anybody else. But the policy was changed. I'm talking about that day in that moment. Yes, yes, that's that what call, I'm talking about. She mm-hmm. was on her way to some conference or something. Somebody mm-hmm. called her. Mm-hmm. An attorney called her, or mm-hmm. not called her directly, but called and it went up the line to her mm-hmm. and she could have just said okay I'll deal with that later mm-hmm. but she called in that moment and and then the policy was changed thereafter so I mean again what 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 I'm thinking what I'm thinking is a the conversations do have to happen people need to let them know though Kamala let her know that she's falling short people are not letting her know I send that lady an inbox almost every other day the last couple of them have been where are you I love that 
Now, I need to have somebody do my milk carton. You know, where are you? You know, you're, you're painfully silent through this whole entire thing. Joe Biden is running amok. I love that. Even even the idea that what went down in Texas, you let the good old boy, and you know, and again, something needs to be done because states can't make things that affect the way the system is designed. It's freaking rigged. Sorry. And there's no way in the world, like we should have been hearing from the vice president on what they did for abortion rights in Texas. I'm sorry. Some of those answers that they were given to the press about, well, what if, and you know, they throw out the what ifs. Well, what if somebody's a victim of a crime? And, and that mother, father said, if, he, if a woman is raped, it's God's will. I had to turn my TV off at that point. Is who, this where we that? are? Who said that? One of the gentlemen, and his name escapes me, went at, you know, because they're talking about how can you do this? A politician, and he said that? Yes, yes. He sat there with that glazed over look and looked like, well, you know, it, it, he didn't say if a woman was raped. He said it, what, the, what the issue was, was that they were throwing up against him all of the comments about how this couldn't stand, you know, a woman could be molested or raped or something could happen, you know, incest, whatever it is, you know, why they should have abortion, why they should be able to, so you know. So who, who was saying that they should be able to have abortions? The press. Okay. With asking questions okay. Okay, about, you. you know, what are the circumstances by which this would not be happening? Meaning, you would allow, you know, you know, like when you when you when you say you can't do something, what are the exceptions to that? And rape, they brought up as you know, well, what happens if a woman is raped? You know, well, we're going to get all the rapists out. You oh, know? that's the governor of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, we, that's, he said, we're going to get all the rapists out. He said, yeah, well, you know, Ron said, well, if that's God's will. And, you know, and I'm like, he's, Yo. a, he's a disgusting, he's a disgusting little fuck. I, yeah, but he's the governor yes. of Texas. And here's the thing. And the so, people of Texas keep voting him in. And, yeah, this and, is, and this is not new. The stuff that he says, this is not new. What is new is the rights that got right. revoked. Right. That's new. And he's right. saying the old shit to the new shit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and that's just not acceptable. And if women are down there talking about some, oh, okay, you know, and disproportionately, who is this affecting? Okay. You know? Pop is saying it was Representative Todd Aiken. There we go. What a, yeah, he's Aiken, me, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, it, but it's like, you know, like, he is a disgusting little fuck. Yeah, whoever said that, whoever, whoever, whosoever said but, but but the idea that, you know, and I don't, I don't mind what people think about whatever, because, you know, you have some depraved individuals in the world. We just have to understand that they're sharing the globe with them. But when you are governing people's existence, when you are charged with the responsibility of taking care of the people, it does matter what you think and Absolutely. how you move. Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, you cannot sit there having those opinions about the women have not, you have objectified women, you know, Sent us back 50, 60 years with that bullshit. Absolutely. And the idea that you don't think that I should have control over my body. Yeah, that's crazy. Where they do that? Where they do that? You know, and again, and I said this, and then, and then honestly, you know, and the United States is, is good to 
the, the government body of the United States has amnesia with the history of Haiti and how much they have given to this country. Between France Hold up, and the United Let's peel let's peel the onion. How about that? Yeah, okay. You, you gotta breathe. You you gotta breathe. Believe it or not, I'm good today. Today. Sound like you're kicking through the through the speakers here. Hold on, let, let's let's peel this <laughs> let's peel this onion here. Okay. funny because I was looking for this this uh, thing and I, and I send out, I realize I send out so much stuff, I, I never could find it. But I'm going to paraphrase um, just a thought. You know, uh, we, we, first of all, you know, if you had a neighbor and every time the fight went down, you saw the neighbor and every time something was stolen, you saw the neighbor and every time um, uh, an incident happened, you saw the neighbor. After a while, you're saying to this neighbor, like, why do you, you know, you, you're the common denominator in a lot of shit going on, buddy. Like, what, what's the deal? That's the United States. We are in areas doing things and throwing military presence and stuff that ain't got nothing to do with us. True. Right? So, yeah, we're amongst the pilferers and, and, and the thieves around the globe, if not the leader of the thief pack, Right? So we, ha- we we plant our soldiers in places where, you know, um, it ain't none of our business what's going on over there. Yep. You know, it's not our country. And quite frankly, we have enough stuff here that would keep us very, very busy for a very, very long time. True. So it, 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 it is, is growing increasingly annoying at the amount we spend in other people's business that could be afforded to our deficits here amongst our people. We would really be a nation if we thought about, you know, do you know how much money was spent in Afghanistan alone? Like, I don't know who's balancing this budget, but clearly, you know. So let's take this to Haiti for a second, all right? Haiti was once one of the richest countries. <laughs> the question is now, and, see there, and there are also old sound bites, of interviews done with Biden when he was a lot younger about what he really felt about Haiti, how they, how they have no benefit to us. And if it, if they, if Haiti dropped in the ocean, nobody would be really. That's, yeah, but that's not exactly what he said. And, and I, I, when you sent me that soundbite, I went mm-hmm. back to look at the full thing and mm-hmm. he was making an example and not mm-hmm. 
saying that that was his opinion. And, you know, although it could be his opinion, because, I mean, you know, he's. That was one of many sound bites about Haiti. Um, okay. What he failed to say in that entire, I read, I saw the entire thing, but I, but that's what was captured because that, you know, when you give an example of stuff and you know, you know, well, you say that as a matter of factly, and you fail to include in that whole entire uh, uh, response anything positive about Haiti, yeah. anything that, you know, you didn't talk about the fact that we were, we and France, you know, um, United States was getting what I call uh, um, uh, uh, finder fees or whatever you want to call those things for helping somebody else. You helped another country take money from another country. Why they needed your assistance when they were just doing fine because Haiti was paying them, you know, a debt that they really, really, it's questionable whether or not they owed, quite frankly. So the United States jumped in to help the effort like there was some issue with the payments or something, and you get a cut too. So now the the same country is in debt to both of y'all. And y'all okay with that? Haiti was once the richest countries. Please understand, they were they were a contender until they were not. France and the United States had a lot to do with why they are not. So now because you can't benefit from them anymore, they're worthless to you. And you treat their country like shit. And, you know, they had a natural disaster, the assassination of their president. You know that's asylum written all over it. People have come here for worse. For, I'm sorry, for less. Yeah, yeah. Much, much less and gotten pro call because of it. Yep. So at the end of the day, if I'm saying I'm, I'm you know, I'm being uh, religiously persecuted and I can come over here and get pro call and have a pro call case and, 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 and a 999 number and social security, I mean, uh, social security benefits and things like that, you mean to tell me you, you know there's a natural disaster? And I, and I say that because um, in within the system, I worked in the system, and I got people through call cases. So I'm, I'm talking from experience. But for people that were, like, fleeing their country because of their, their sexuality or freeing, fleeing their country because of religious beliefs that, you know, weren't accepted there. So those are lightweight things, you know, in, in the grander scope of things. They didn't, weren't running from earthquakes, and they damn sure weren't running from our recently from political wars going on actively that we are aware of. We didn't go sticking our nose over there to help. You know, like Haiti was still not quite fully recovered from the last natural disaster. Haiti has been going through some yes. shit. Yes. I mean, and I don't, I, I don't understand what the hell has been going on with this country and by the government. I mean, except, you know, the, the obvious is it's a racist bullshit thing that is because they're black period yes, period it's because they're black yep. you know because they're black. and there's no other reason you know ha- haiti was its own entity haiti was a very sovereign country they did not need anybody and you know of course when they don't when you don't need somebody people are always peeking in about what you got you know and and because we have a bigger army and a lot of things going on here you know we'll go and we'll the same philosophy don't think we have come far from that middle passage, because the middle passage has just duplicated itself to so many other countries. If you are independent and don't need certain things or can't be in debt or they can't make you in debt to the country, there's an issue with that. There's an issue. Yep. But, yet they're, but yet they're looking at places like, we got a lot of nerve. We got a lot of 
we have a lot of shit to clean up over here. And I don't think any president coming in for a four-year term is going to be able to handle it because when you step your foot in the muddy political waters, it's all corrupt. It's all corrupt. And quite frankly, I think we need to be able to vote them out as much as we vote them in. Forget about impeachment, although, you know, articles of impeachment, people are presenting them now for Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Just spell it right, though. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, you know, if they impeach Joe Biden, then Kamala becomes the president. So, I mean, the the issue is, and get her out too. I, I feel like this. I feel like this. It, and then it's Nancy Pelosi. So the question is, who do the people want? Who do who who do you love? Are you sure? Well, here's the thing. It's I going can, to be somebody. Well, I could say a number of people, but, you know, they got to want to be there. Well, and, that's I, the thing. Frankly, I, so, and now I understand Michelle Obama when she was saying, oh, Michelle, you know, you run, you run. Michelle was like, like hell, hell no. no. It's, it's an amazing um, responsibility. Imagine the, to run. the Look, I manage an area of, I think I have 20 staff, that 26 staff. 20 something 26 staff that report to me crazy just that imagine running this country y'all could keep that i don't even look so the question is my question that i i gotta i haven't the only question that keeps popping up in my mind is who wants it that would be better at it like who who wants it that would be good at it i mean we could say a lot of people would be better at it but number one you got to want it and number two you you know good at it is is subjective because it's like you know you're never going to please you got to go in knowing you're never going to please everybody i'm talking about these egregious acts that are against mankind you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not expected to agree with everything any president ever does. Right. You know what I mean? Right. In fact, I don't even agree with everything my wife does. You know? Hey, so, hey, hey. Everything you know, Monifa does is on point. Don't look. Majority. And I'll say that. But, but, That's but, my but, home I'm, that, but I'm keeping that in context. You know, it's I'm like, thinking. so the idea that I'm thinking he's, you know, because some things that I may not agree with could be beneficial to other people. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But it's, it's like, who's going to, like, and and honestly. Everybody should be challenged. Everybody. But see, Especially we got to the point where we, when people are being whipped at the border. That makes no fucking sense. I and then why is it that I don't see in your, and, and white folks are real tricky these days. They're more tricky than ever because you should be outraged at that. But, but you're not, not. But kill a dog. Go ahead. If those were dogs. If those people were dogs at the border being whipped, chased down and whipped for no godly reason, white people would be up in arms. Tell me I'm lying. Mm. I can't tell you you're lying. I mean, that's just not what's been demonstrated. You know, that's just not what's being demonstrated. So I, I can't tell you you're lying, actually. You know, and they wouldn't know what to do. You know, I would vote Sharpton then because he would upset their entire sensibilities. They wouldn't know what to do then. Oh, hell would break out. But I would vote for him. Absolutely. So would I. I would vote so for him I. and want to make sure that he gets security up the wazoo. You, th- He would have to be rolling 90 cars deep 
every time he rolled through, then they wouldn't know what to do with him. Talk about they, that would probably make a lot of them flee the country, which is where they need to be. Because he ain't going to pull his punches, um, you know, but, but it, it scares me because you don't know. People change, you know? People change. And it's because the system, it's like, you know, you're, you're but a, you, he, needs, he needs to have the capacity to come in. You know how you say, you say you clean house? Yeah. I think there needs to be term limits on these people sitting at the House of Representatives, Congress, and, and the, the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. Oh, please. The Supreme Court. Is, is ridiculous right now because only the Supreme Court could have stopped that um, Texas bull crap. They had the power to do that. That was, that, that was the Supreme Court right there allowing that to happen. Nobody else, president can't stop that state from doing that. That whole situation needs to, what the president can and cannot do. All that, that whole system is corrupt. I don't care what it, it needs that we need to right. re- so we, we need to it re- needs a revision, true. So that's the that's way it was right. So that's the way it was set up. The government, this government was set up. You have three separate but equal parts of government. You have the executive branch, branches of government, right? You have the executive branch, which is the president, and not I'm not, not trying to you know this for those who who may not. No. Um, you have um, the legislative, which is the, the Congress and the Senate. And then you have the um, judicial branch, which is the Supreme Court. The executive branch, the president, does not have power over the Congress or the Senate, nor does the, does the president have power over the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court does not have power over the president or the Congress, and Congress does not have power over the president or the Supreme Court. The president can make an executive order for some things, but cannot make a, an executive order over everything. Cause the It's just like the quarterback in a football team. Everybody will look at the president as in, Everything that's going on, every law is the president is on the president, but and I think kind of for good reason, presidential power is limited to some degree. It has to be. Otherwise, you have fools who become president who would never leave office and who would make shenanigans. But I do agree. I agree one hundred percent that there needs to be, um, I think, special elections on shit that, like that Texas law, like there there needed to be, uh, if if there's a, if there's a, if there's something, a law, maybe, I'm just thinking of this popping off the top of my head, but if if there's a law like this, this anti-abortion law in Texas, right, that um, challenges constitutionality then there needs to be a national election around that law or even though that law is only for that one state i think all citizens in the country should be able to say hell no first of all the the the, you know you isolate the states when it comes down to their individual politics but yet we all pay into the same tax system okay so let's just be clear on that i think what they need to do is uh have an develop uh, a not a non 
how do I say this? Develop a department that would be like a service and a mud department for all of the branches. So when they hear shit like that come through, they take it before they can, you know, act, activate it in any state, you know, any decision that comes across the board. You know, this, this includes decisions coming in and out of the Supreme Court, everything. They should take a look at it after it's been weighed and say, listen, how does this affect the, the greater good? How, how, what, what, what are the dynamics here? And speak in, and, and, and elect, or not even elect because, you know, and, and appoint um, representatives from those spaces that are not civil servants. You know, it needs a review board and a lot of stuff that goes on that just just questioning it all. Everybody needs a term limit. Like, I don't understand the death do we part situation yeah. on these benches because it just doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't it doesn't bring it doesn't bring fresh ideas or a different kind of thinking. It's the same old antiquated system. They may as well be wearing white wigs, all of them. Because at the end of the day, you run up and down those steps of the Capitol and in the, the House of Representatives and all, you know, you run up and down those steps every day, but everybody's bought and sold. Yep. So for, by lobbyists, but, you know, and, and the weirder part about it is that we, we're sitting here right now and the oldest pandemic in this country that is yet to be addressed is racism. Period. I think it's been addressed. Yeah. I think that, that the old boys like it. And that's, no. they, they look at it and they say, nope, we like racism just the way it is. As a matter of fact, let's make it tough. It's tougher on the black people. That's not, that's not addressing it. That's think, sustaining it. Yeah, and I think that's how they're addressing it. They're, I, I to, think they're choosing to sustain it. Like you can look at an issue and, and say, okay, we like this just the way it is. I think that they they like it. I really think – I mean – well, they benefit from it. So yeah, anything exactly. that they benefit from, they exactly. like. Yeah, exactly. they benefit from it monetarily, and they still have been benefiting from it monetarily. Yeah. You know, the way the country makes whatever the hell benefit off the backs of black people, and and racism has economic value to these people. That's what I said. And True. and power and and psychological power. And it helps poor whites to feel better about themselves, which adds value for them to the powerful whites. It keeps the the poor whites, the oppressed whites, subdued I, racism I, I, by them thinking that at least they're better. And it helps. It makes them eager soldiers for those are the ones. The poor ones. Those. The, hmm, we're the ones marching at the Capitol. Meanwhile, anything that would benefit all of us would benefit them. You know what I mean? Well, I just that's why I said it's 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 sometimes it's hard to it's differentiate whether game. this is about black and white, but this is about green. Yes. And quite frankly, anything that stands away, they'll use human bodies to get the green. You know, this cash moves everything around you, you know, and it's it's to some degree and, and honestly, and you can't take none of it with you. Right. Period. All this stuff you you killing for, and you don't want this person to be more than that. You can't take none of it with you because we're all going in the same box. How about that? Exactly. Or the same oven. How exactly. about that? However, you can pass it on to your descendants, and not to give any credit, like as if it's the credit. same descendants that they ain't spending no time with now. They don't give a fuck about them. But you know what? They are committed to ensuring. Do you think? 
Like, um, Connell, his days on this earth are not that long, but he is committed to ensuring that once he's gone, his legacy is that the status quo stay the status quo. He is an old-time Southern um, racist bigot. bigot that wants it to stay the way it is. He's, he's committed to that. That is what he wants his legacy to be. That is what he believes in, and that's what's important to him, is that when he's gone, white power stays. And that's what they're fighting for. That's what they're all fighting for. That's it. They want white men, white men, and they bamboozle and hoodwink all the rest. White women need to get their men together. Exactly. And 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 that's why now raising these crazy ass sons. See, there's a there's a whole um, community psychology. I've, I've <laughs> I lost my track in these comments that I I was <laughs> putting up. I'm going up and down, up and down because you know what? I'm gonna pay attention to Poppy Chulo who's watching the show and he's watching dictates that it's time to um, remember little Billy Bob in the store and he's screaming down the aisle and you know, he's got the white mom and he's like cursing her out in the store. That's Mitch McConnell. He grew up to be Mitch McConnell. This little Mitchy, the bitchy in the grocery store screaming at his mother, telling him no little Mitchie that you wanted to pop and say, yo, let me just have five uh, minutes. I, I think little... he was breastfed until he was 18. Yeah. <laughs> and probably, yeah, and probably by the nanny because his mother didn't want none of him. Nothing of him. So with that, with um other sad news, we lost another, yet another icon. Ah. Yeah. Melvin Van Peebles. Sweet, 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 peaceful journey. King Van Peebles. Such a cutie pie, too. I always thought he was super cute. Yes. I really did. And I'm trying, oh, gee, I'm all up in arms today. And yes, yes, yes. He was a true legend, a one-man creative, revolutionary actor, filmmaker, playwright, novelist, and composer. He undeniably altered the course of film history with the, what is that word there? Anarchic, sweet. Sweetback's badass song, that pop culture bombshell. His mainstream Hollywood comedy, Watermelon Man, which is one of my favorite old-time movies, and Broadway musicals, Don't Play Us Cheap, each facet of Van Peebles' renegade made his uncompromising vision established a new cinematic model for black creative independence. And our deepest condolences to his three children, Mario Van Peebles, 
Megan Van Peebles and Max Van Peebles and his seven grandchildren. So we wanted to take a moment to give this legend a shout out. And yes, he was a cutie pie. Mm-hmm. And he pushed the envelope, you know, he pushed the envelope. There are certain spirits that are brought to us that are he pushed the envelope, you know, when it wasn't popular to do so. Because you, can you imagine how much adversity he got trying to do what he was doing? And how many people were in his ear telling him, oh, oh, or how many scared folks, oh, you can't say that about Massa. You know, like all of those folks in there that when he would, the time he was pushing films forward. And it, had it not been, we would have not been, you know. And those are, those are some gigantic shoulders to... Um, to have representation, you know, um, when I'm sure it wasn't always popular. And he had a very long, illustrious career, and I saw him pop in. In fact, I was watching an old rerun of, shout out to uh, Yvette Bowser, too. I was uh, watching an old uh, rerun of Living Single, and he was on it with him and Mario actually were on it together. Um, You know, and it was amazing chemistry between him and Kim Fields, um, who was uh, doing her regime thing. And you know, I had to, you know, shout out to the timing of Erica Alexander and and Kim Fields in yes, Living. Yes, yes, yes. You know, amazing. You know, and then you had those two industry vets that would pop through the show, and you know, Kim and Kim and Erica did their thing. I mean, and Kim Coles. I'm sorry, you know, yeah. but I was specifically talking about Erica and and um, Kim Fields. And Dana too. Yeah, Dana too. But I was, you know, but I was talking about the dynamics specifically with. Uh, uh, Mario and 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 um, yeah. Melvin coming through the show because that that was a twist. She was Regine was dating uh, the father and the son. <laughs> She's yeah. the only one that knew it though. They didn't know when they found out. They knocked on the door together, you know. But it was hilarious. It, was, it just came on like oh, okay. maybe a week ago or so. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how about? Turn your lights down low And pull your window curtain Oh, let the moon come shining Into our life again There you It's been a long, long time for you, girl. But it seems I was never on time. Still, I want to get through to you, girl. On time. On time. I want to give you some love. I want to give you some good. Try to resist 
I think when we first moved in this house, just to clean it out the first right. time, um, when we first got here. But ever since I've been in this particular house, I have not. Yeah, bay leaves too. Correct, you are correct, Elisa. Bay leaves too. Um, bay leaves have a, a distinctive smell, though, um, to me. And then there's a red sage too. That uh, that's the one Mo loves to burn because it, it, you know, there's a whole thing with that. Um, but yeah, I get you some. In other words, thanks, <laughs> thanks, pal. Um, I just want to give a shout out to L.J. Johnson. Um, we've been longtime friends on Facebook, and she is watching the show from Facebook and has shared it on her personal page. I appreciate that. As a matter of fact, if everybody does that, that's what's up. I appreciate it. And then all of you who are seeing the show for the very first time or who enjoy watching it on Facebook, I feel you. I love you. But please, please, please go to the YouTube page, WJBR Internet Radio, and subscribe and hit that bell. Hit the bell. Subscribe. And then you can join the conversation, and I will post your conversation, your your uh, comments up like I am doing, Miss DJ, right now. So if you want your comments added, or if you just want your presence felt, please um, join the YouTube page because I can feel you better. You know what I'm saying? And I, speaking of all of that, a little bit of good news. Um, we have reached, and I didn't even notice it because I, I, I've been going through a little grieving period. Um, just so many people who are, who have been, who I, in my mind, have been a part of my support system, have um, gone on to glory, as they say. And so I, I've just, the past week and a half, whatever, it's just been... Uh, done. So, a couple of things, house clean, cleaning, housekeeping, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, some of you may have noticed that Wednesdays, um, the last two Wednesdays, I think, I was experimenting and I was successful in doing a show, um, a pre-showing one of the older shows on a Wednesday night, and I may have those things scheduled from time to time, Right? Um, we'll talk about it behind the scenes and we'll figure it out, but sometimes I'm going to need a break because I am back to work full force. Um, and, um, I I mean, I'm still able to be here on Wednesday nights, but it it really, um, I I really needed a, a little bit of a break. Um, and I think it worked well. So, I was happy about that. And also you can if if we do that uh a pre-recorded show, you can still watch it on YouTube and you can comment. It's just that your comments may not show up on the screen, but we can see each other's comments. I might be watching the show too and commenting along with you, just not on the screen. Um which I I'm fond to do because I need to look at some of the old shows just to see, you know, because they, they're, they're good shows, man. I mean, I think not for not, you know, there's a little bias there, but I love watching the shows. I think um, we have put out an, an amazing product here. 
And um, so I may be in the comment section with you and um, that. Screaming in the background. (laughs) And um, the other thing is Block Talk Radio, right? Where the show originated and it still can be heard today. 50,000 listeners. As a matter of fact, we have gone beyond 50,000. So thank you all for listening. Um, Just around the world, actually. Yeah, just around the world. Um, Special shout out to Canada. And I know that um, there have been some promoters and um, managers who represent artists who are popular in Canada who have reached out to WJBR Internet Radio asking that their artists get on. We have one, Drew, if you recall, and um, we there, there are a few more that are waiting in the wings, and I promise you we will be getting back to you to try to schedule some other artists from Canada. Um, if you are from Germany, Italy, France, um, Korea, or any of those other wonderful nations um, that are interested in having your artists um, be interviewed by us, please hit us up at WJBR Internet Radio. Um, No, I'm sorry. I will put... (laughs) I will put the email address up right now. It's WJBR at JavonsBasement.com. Okay, and um, there you go. And then you can, you know, you you just let us know about your artist and who it is that you want interviewed, and um, a link to their uh, YouTube or whatever it is that they have popping, and um, you know, we'll check it out and get back to you. And yes, Pop, 50,000 listeners, over 50,000. On September 20th, um, I set it up. I pressed a submit, um, submitted the um, the podcast to something. I don't even remember what at this point. And 700 people just, like, really listened to it. And before you know it, we um, hit that benchmark that I've been sitting around looking for. So... Um, to all of the new listeners, welcome. Uh, you're gonna, you, your time will be well spent. Um, we have amazing guests on this show, and um, our conversations, our discussions here are always um, in the moment, hardly ever pre-scripted at all. We don't work from a script, you know, and um, it's always a surprise to me of what the hell we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good thing, you know. I um, love it. I love that. That's a good thing because we we definitely cover a lot, and and also um, with our audience as well. I was going to say that. Speaking of which, and thank you for um, sharing the pieces about the Canadian folks. That I think that's dope. Reaching out, um, wanting to get you know uh, finding value in in the um, broadcast, and wanting to come hang out with us and and have chop it up. And you know it's funny because of. Uh, we- a compliment um, uh, 
that was, you know, the show feels like uh, that you're hanging out, you know, it doesn't feel like an interview. And that's what, that's the, that's the piercing that I like about it because I didn't want people to think you're being interviewed. You're coming to hang out. We don't, like we just, we want to chat with you. We want to see what's going on with you. We want to check on your spirit, you know, and come with some of your energy and leave with some of ours. And that's the exchange that I think is important that we're missing. Um, and we can't do it in person, but we certainly get you on and come hang out and chill. And if you so happens to be doing something current, you could let it, you know, share it with us. There's there's this, this other young lady that um, turned tragedy, and I'm reaching out to her. Um, I do know her personally. I'm reaching out to her, and I think we should um, get her on because she turned uh, community tragedy into something positive and and brought a community and continues to bring a community, and she's getting a lot of um, support from the local politicians, as she should be, mm-hmm. because, it, because it happened. And, you know, because, you know, the, because quite frankly, the older folks don't have it together, Sway, and, and they need these partnerships that exist with the younger folks from the community. And in in Maplewood in South Orange, New Jersey, um, there were quite a few murders of boys in high school and, and in the community. And she took her pain. Some of them were, were close friends of hers. So she took her pain and decided to join the two communities together and do things that help unite them, you know, um, as opposed to, and that was her, her lick. Now, mind you, she's a, she's a, a one woman, although she has support, she's a one woman pint sized dynamo, beautiful young lady. Um, her name is Kiana. Shout out to you, Kiana. Um, and I, and uh, I went to, I had the pleasure of going to one of the basketball games that she organized. Um, and, you know, uh, and I was taught some things, you know, like what MAPSO was and that's Maplewood, South Orange. And they just decided, you know, they joined the names together. But can I tell you, it was an amazing, organized, uh, packed event with and they and everybody looked like they were so orderly and 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 together in unity. And it's just a lot of love. And then they had vendors out that looked like us, that were taking care of things. And it was just so orderly, so peaceful. And the mayor, of course, popped in. And then you had some teachers come in there and, you know, um, got a chance to talk to some of the teachers in the community. And that's the kind of community outreach and service that, you know, like like these these were her friends. Some of them were her were the close friends that, you know, got murdered over silly stuff in the streets. And she decided to turn that anger and pain into something beautiful. So as a result now, the mayor came and, you know, she's like, you know, we want to do flag football because we want to do something else, you know. And he said, okay, well, you know what, I'm going to give you permission to do this and do that, you know, because you seem to have quite a niche following and quite a support system. And, you know, and she's just so damn cute and she just, you know, and bubbly, you know, and I saw her there that day and she's walking through and making sure and, you know, and just. We need to get her on the show and, and show her some support. And, um, yeah, yeah, she's just amazing. I don't remember her last name, unfortunately, and I'm going to get kicked for that. But her first name is Kiana, you know. Cool. And, so yeah. we, can, we can, you know, work to get her on. That's, that yeah. sounds like a, a, good, a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Gabby, what I wanted to say is um, 
That's exactly the intention. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to feel that way. Um, you you made a comment that somebody said um, that we are. It feels like they're not being interviewed. Just feels like they're they're having a discussion. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of when I was talking to Evelyn Champagne King about coming on, and mm-hmm. she and I were talking and talking and talking, and so we set up a Saturday for her to come on. And I was setting up a Saturday for her to come on. And when she realized that, you know, it was Eastern Standard Time, she's in California, so it's a lot earlier. She said, wait a minute, I've been in that basement. I am not getting up that early just to chit-chat with y'all. Let's do it on a Wednesday night. <laughs> you know, cause she was like, because we ain't going to – this is not like – an interview we just gonna be chit-chatting and then she has such a good time so you know um just it, it's so true you know for anybody watching who has heard of the show and you may be of a, celer- a a certain level of celebrity and you've been invited and you're thinking about it and you don't know child please just you, it's not a press junket. It's right. not, it, although, although you know, you can use it to promote. Let me just say that. Absolutely. It, it's not the traditional press junket, and that's sometimes where people draw their nose from because they don't they think because I don't have anything that I'm working on right now, or I'm not ready to release this particular information right now. Right. It's not know. about that. It's not about no. that. It's it's no. more about checking in. How are you? Um. How? What have you been up to? And if nothing, fine. We love everything that you've done, and and we appreciate you. And and how are you and your family doing? And and um, what can we do for you? And and what was it, what did you mean by that particular lyric? What was going through your mind then? Right. Let's talk about. Wait a minute. You you didn't you used to be with that group such and such a long time ago, and then but y'all didn't really put out anything. But I understand that you were a member, and people want you know people want to know you. This is a good time to do that. This is a good time mm-hmm. to do. I've walked well. Remember that mystique we had in the uh, old Hollywood days, where you know you only had the the whatever the publicist wanted to release, and you really didn't know the person. The person could have been eating mice in the background. You wouldn't. We wouldn't have known it, you know, because that's right. not what Hollywood wanted. Those days are gone. Right now, people are buying into personalities and whether or not you know. And and what you make them feel like, real real talk, you know, or what when they listen to your music, what what goes through them, exactly. or or not, you know. Exactly. And let's take because I almost forgot to do this. <laughs> right. This is not the Breakfast Club. So let's take a moment because another thing that we like to do here is to. Feed the soul, because it is brunch, right? And I like the idea, Gabby, uh, about um, having a chef, although we more than likely will not be having a chef in the basement, because after all, it is a basement. And remember what um, Jane Elliott says, it's our basement, and you said brunch, and you're making me have it in the basement? Oh, oh, so... I'm, I'm, it's food for the soul, and I'm, I'm supplying the food, and you, you making me do it in the basement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, cousin Jane. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, we are. <laughs> you know, I, I just recently saw a, a recent um, video clip of her. She, because I've been, you know, worried, like thinking about her and thinking about calling her just to say, hey, how you doing? 
But I saw this clip of her in a front yard with a, one of those loudspeaker things, you know, the the thing that you talking to people and all of these young, you know, white people standing around her listening. And she's like, do you think you want to be black in America today? Look at her, you know, like she's going oh, at we them. we got to get her back on it. Is this recent? Yes, recently she's going at them. And she's, look, she's this little thing with all this power. And I'm like, you know what? If I called her, she probably wouldn't even be home. So, you know. Sure. <laughs> Get her back. Yeah, you know, we we gotta we gotta check in with cousin Jane. Um what was I gonna do? I was going to give a black history moment. That's what I was gonna do. So Okay, so this beautiful young lady is Annie Elizabeth, a.k.a. Bessie Delaney. Ah, Bessie Delaney. Yes, she became the second female African-American dentist in New York after graduating from Columbia University in 1923, which, think about the times, just think about the times women's suffrage, and being a woman of color. On September 25th, 1995, at age 104, Annie Elizabeth Bessie Delaney died in Mount Vernon, New York. Mm -hmm. Delaney was the second African-American dentist in the state of New York after receiving her undergraduate degree at St. Augustine School, now University, in Raleigh, North Carolina, where her father was the vice principal and her mother was a teacher and administrator. She attended and graduated from Columbia University in 1923 with a Doctor of Dental Surgery, a DDS degree. Although Dr. Delaney was quite accomplished with her achievements in dental medicine and participation in civil rights, she was over 100 years old before she received national fame. She and her older sister, Sadie, were interviewed by Amy Hill Hearst for the New York Times and later had a book written about their struggles and memories of over 100 years. The book was entitled Having Our Say, The Delaney Sisters, First 100 Years. It was a hit on the New York Times bestseller list. It was eventually turned into a Broadway play and television movie. Delaney's father, Reverend Henry Beard Delaney was the first African-American who was elected a bishop of the Episcopal Church in the United States. She was born to Reverend Delaney and Nanny Logan Delaney on September 3rd, 1891 in Raleigh, North Carolina. So for those of you who didn't know, now you do. Now you know. I remember going to see Heaven I'll Say. Yeah. Yeah. They were twins, were they not? No, her sister was a couple of years older than her, like maybe a year or two, not not much. They looked alike though. Yes. I had I had a picture of both of them, but it it it's not gonna um look right on the screen here. So um I, I do encourage everyone to please um look them up, learn about them 
and pass it on to someone younger than yourself and ask them to pass it on to two people younger than themselves and so forth and so on. What's up, Cousin Corey? Don't think you sneaked up on this chat line and nobody knew you were there. Cousin And And his page has been on fire, too. You know, there's a couple of scroll throughs, you know, and and um uh uh and, and I've been following through with my first imp- inclination whenever I think about somebody, call them or check on them, right? <laughs> so then you, I got random text messages that come out. And people are like, oh, <laughs> you know, like I just you would just cross my mind, and as opposed to saying I was just thinking about her the other day or him the other day. Hit them on a hit them on a text. Hit them like reach out to folks and just make that common practice. You know, particularly people that are uh, that are strong folks and people that are just. This is true. This is true. This is. You thinking about them? Reach out. Da, 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 da. You could do that. You could call. You could do it. You know, some people are old school. They want to hear your voice. Not in the old school, classic school, human, classic human school, and they need to hear your voice. And you know. Exactly. Oh yes. Tip is another year old. Wonderful. Yep, yep. yep. And birthday Pi and just, just so I just want to put this out there. People y'all y'all can hit me up too. Um Mr. J hits me up and checks on me from time to time. Everybody feel free to do that. Levon does that. You know, I, I I like um for y'all to keep in touch with me and let me know, you know, that, that you're thinking about me. I'm thinking about y'all too. Um, I want to apologize for this particular episode. I'm sitting here in my underwear. You know, I forgot to put my pants on. I'm cold. I just want to let y'all know that, you know, I might look strong, but I forget. I'm I'm losing it. I'm wondering why. I'm like, damn, it's, it's really colder than, than usual in the basement. It's, and it's like, Javon, it's because you don't have pants on today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Happy birthday, Will Smith. This is the Libra gang, gang, gang. <laughs> I just wanted y'all to know that. I forgot. It wasn't intentional. It's not sexy. It just is. <laughs> you know, I just had a, a picture of you as an old woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it's all, it's, Yo. it's all bars off. All, you know, it. look, look, don't come. Just... Don't stop by, baby, unless you want to see it. Or just going out to get the mail and half dressed and just like, oh, that's just Miss Armstrong. Don't worry about it. She's all right. She's harmless. And you waving, hey, baby. That's it. That's it. I don't know why they went through my head. I'm a visual person, so half the time crazy shit happens and I just be giggling to myself, you know. That's it. That's it. But, you know, hey, I'm going through it too. So hit me on the inbox, you know. If if you're in the basement, just pass me my underwear. Let's go. And happy birthday to Will Smith. You know, so fun. Did you happen to see Red Table Talk's uh, birthday birthday piece with for Jada? Uh, I saw I saw a piece of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I unfortunately, huh, I don't I don't know if it's unfortunate. I should watch more of what else is out there. Um, but I really don't. Well, I just, I, I watch it because I actually like it. Um, yeah. and, uh, that particular episode, first of all, all the ball heads, shout out to Gam, cause you know, I, I low key be crushing on her mother, but, um, uh, it's maybe not so low key, but anyway, um, uh, 
Jada and then Willow are, they shaved their heads, of course, and it was Jada's birthday at the 50th. So, um, you know, they had people calling in and, and, uh, and uh, you know, just, just saying some really, really wonderful things about her. And Tony Braxton performed live and Method Man, who, well, you know, amazing spirit he is. And he came in and he was talking about, you know, you know it's, it's beautiful when you see a black man. There's nothing more beautiful when you see a black man evolve into just himself, you know, and own his soul and his spirit and his destiny. And shout out to Method Man for that, you know, another another soldier in the game. He came on physically to the show and bought her a gift and sat and chewed the fat with them. And it was a really, really nice episode. Um, Jada cried most of the way through it, you know, but really nice, you know. Um, and uh, I say that to say that, you know, it, you, there are, this is another season and every season that goes by, there's like, oh, you know, Rez, my birthday was last week. I was like, well, you still have a whole entire 30 days. <laughs> to enjoy, like, right? If you're not celebrate when your birthday comes, if you are not celebrating everything, first of all, the fact that God gave you breath today. Like seriously? Like it's a whole new concept. Because sometimes I you know, I'm getting my just go off and go someplace hot and just veg stage. There's so much more to celebrate in life right now. And um Yeah, like um Pop's gray sweatpants. <laughs> so my question to you Pops is this You know I just hope you're not wasting the sweatpants Because people depend on Men who wear gray sweatpants To do so For a purpose Yikes It's an opportunity Pop Don't waste it It's an opportunity That's all I got to say about that Smith's house caught on fire What? What happened? I hope that's not real. Yeah, I I don't I haven't heard anything like that. So, yeah, yeah, Pop. Though, you know, I've I've learned a lot recently. And gray sweatpants is something that I could have lived my whole life without um, learning about. But because I am always interested in all things. <sighs> I was going to say all things genitalia, but all things, all sexy things. Let, if I say it that way, that might make it nicer. So, yeah. Hey, make it do what it do, Pop. Yeah. Who did you meet? Uh, you Jada, Jada and Gam. Okay. Yeah. She said she was too big to take pictures with petite women. <laughs> I, I hope nobody really feels that way about me. Like, Jay, I would love to take a picture with you, but you are too damn short. Because basically that's what you're saying. You know, I, I understand that, uh, yeah, we just have to resist the urge. And I'm speaking to all my, my Amazon goddesses. Um, we just have to resist the urge of bending in the picture. That's why we're uncomfortable. And, and and I still struggle with that myself sometimes because most people are smaller, shorter, you know, you just have to resist the urge to bend, to come down, to kind of make it level. I don't know what that happens when people take pictures, they lean in, like they know the parameters of the, the viewpoint and you don't. <clears throat> so 
Here's here's a perfect example. <laughs> Personally, this is one of my favorite pictures. <laughs> I love yeah. this picture. I, I think we both look good in this picture. Fuck it. I think Yes, yes. You know what I but but understand something. I had to angle off and if you notice what I'm doing off. in this picture. Well, what I'm saying is if you notice what I'm doing in this picture is I'm leaning forward and side, not uh-huh. just side, you know, um, because it does make a difference in how and in, in in what they call depth of field or the, yeah, you know, uh, you have to lean forward, lean in so that it's not looking, you know, um, crazy because it can, it can look crazy. Do you notice will- that I've shrunk from one picture to the other? Wait, do that again. Go back. I didn't notice. So here, and, and I never wear heels or anything, so it's not the shoes. Okay. So, or it could be your angle, but I've I've always been short, but I am shrinking. You see the shrinkage? No, I think that's about right. I think it's my angle too. Yeah. You know, because in one picture is, is my arm around you in the other one? Yep. Same way? Yeah, it is. It, I'm shrinking. I'm shrinking. The incredible shrinking woman. <laughs> yep. That would be me. You should see my mom. I, I was like, wow, you know, if we live to be as old as grandma, we'll be like this. Like, um, remember the Flintstones when they were really in that little B and then whatever. No, you do Pilates. You do Pilates. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Learn the machine, learn the Pilates. Actually, pictures. I like this one too. Yeah. Hi, Paul. Hey, Mo. <laughs> And I, I'm always bringing up the back of the picture. I like, I always like to look like I'm just running through. So you see me in the picture and I'm like this. <laughs> it's because I just <laughs> ran into the last minute, generally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get in the picture. Okay. And I'm running through. And that's always the one they catch. So it's a running joke at this point. Well, I do have a picture. It's in my personal stash, though, where it looks like Rez is about to take up out of my head, out of the top of my head. But, yeah, okay, maybe I'll send it to you or something um but and i love that picture too is that she's laughing and i think getting ready to tell me something so she's leaning over <laughs> it looks like she's about to take a, a chunk out of my apple head my brother always said i had an apple head <laughs> with a beautiful beautiful thick uh hair Attached to it, like it really, oh, really amazing. Was amazing. Else. You was like, you was like, no, I was, I was beautiful, was beautiful, you know. Uh, thick, no, no, no. Thick. <laughs> if, you know, if anybody ever sees Javon in person, she has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful head of locks uh, attached. Thank you, thank you. I feel like they are falling out ever since I cut them. Like they are not happy. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yes, very loudly in my ear, so that means I'm everybody so, else can hear them. That's fine. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, can you hear that? Yes, I can. Yeah. So what That's I want to do? Yep. I want to rock. I want to wrap it up, and I want everyone to please, please, please take care of yourselves and each other. And each other. You mm-hmm. know, hit us up. <laughs> Let Peace. us know you good. Oh, yeah. Peace party. People. Happy Saturday, everyone. Wash your hands and spread love all day. And yes, yeah. moms. <laughs>
<laughs> and yes, Pop, I agree. I am vertically challenged. There's no doubt about that. And uh, I think I want to end it today in this way. Peace, Some party. kind of way. Here we go. Uh, see you later. I was called to sing. Singing is my gift from God. She is a woman steeped in music who has lived through ever-changing trends and times and remains as vital and as vibrant as ever. She's performed with some of the greatest names in pop, rock, and R&B. She's appeared on TV shows with hundreds of renowned recording artists. A sole survivor. She is Sarah Dash. Sarah Dash story begins in Trenton, New Jersey. By the age of seven, music was already an integral part of her life. Sarah invited her friend Nona Hendricks to join the newly formed Del Capri's. Her early repertoire included Please Mr. Postman, In the Spill of the Night, and Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Sarah and Nona teamed up with Patricia Holty and Cynthia Birdsong as Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells with hits like I Sold My Heart to the Junk Man and versions of classic tunes like Danny Boy and You'll Never Walk Alone. The group became instant favorites with audiences at venues like The Apollo, the Regal in Chicago, and the Uptown in Philadelphia, working with executive Jerry Wexler. The group went to Atlantic in 1964. Their first LP yielded the unforgettable show-stopping version of Over the Rainbow. A second Atlantic LP, Dreamer, yielded some chart success for the quartet. Cindy Birdsong soon left the group to become one of the Supremes. It was obvious the group was ready for a change. In 1970, British television producer Vicky Wickham saw LaBelle perform in New York City and had a vision for a brand new image for the group. From 1971 until 1977, Sarah, Nona, and Patty created a niche for themselves as LaBelle, complete with silver spacesuits, feathers, gold and silver costumes. They developed a diverse following, including gay, straight, black, Latin, and white constituents. 1974's Nightbirds yielded the number one billboard hit, Lady Marmalade. LaBelle's career took off. After two more albums, the trio decided to go their separate ways. And in 1977, her self-titled debut LP gave Sarah her first disco hit with the club favorite, Sinner Man, which achieved top 10 status on the dance music charts in 1978. In 1988, Sarah was invited by Keith Richards to sing, record, and tour with the expensive wino. Sarah performed on Keith Richards' album and on the platinum-selling Rolling Stones album, Steel Wheels. In the early 90s, Sarah developed her own one-woman show, Dash of Diva. 
1995, she reunited with Patti LaBelle and Nona Hendrix to record the track Turn It Out. An accident after a gig with Stevie Wonder temporarily halted Sarah's career. It took almost five years for her to fully recover. During that time, she continued to speak at juvenile homes and at churches, encouraging and empowering youth. She also started singing gospel music and has restored her original childhood home in Trenton. In 2007, Sarah appeared at the famed Teatro Zanzani in San Francisco, playing the role of Duchess of Del Capri, exposing Sarah to a whole new world, the circus. In 2012, Sarah presented a new stage show entitled Sarah Dash, One Woman. In 2013, Sarah sang at the 100th anniversary tribute to Robert Johnson at the Apollo Theater. Offstage, Sarah continues to work tirelessly for women's groups, organizations dedicated to assisting homeless mothers, doing motivational speaking, and supporting other music programs in New Jersey and beyond. In addition, she is a governor of the Philadelphia chapter of the Recording Academy and a voting member of the Grammy Awards. In 2013, Sarah was a founding member of the new Greater Trenton Symphony Orchestra, which premiered on New Year's Eve 2013. Sarah is a blessing to both our community and the world of music, and our lives are more vibrant because of her. Oh, 